and good morning. <laughs> uh, yeah, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night, everyone that's listening to this. This is episode 63 of your girlfriend's favorite podcast. Yeah, yeah. I'm Vusadi. I'm here with my wonderful co-hosts and teammates, Sizwe and Allison. How are you guys? Sup, good evening. Allison's been missing in action for quite some time. How does it feel to be back? It's alright. It's alright. We leaving. Okay, you mm. back. You back. Who are you guys? I'm happy. I'm happy. Uh, Liverpool <laughs> won yesterday. That was okay. a riveting match. That was a really good game of football. Yes. I enjoyed myself. The, the new season of football kicked off yesterday, and the defending champions, like John Cena back in 07, <laughs> we, wow. we kicked off our attack of the title, not defense of it, with a win. So, woo! Yeah, let me give us a round of applause. Not being like being a little biased. How convenient that he has control <laughs> over the soundboard yeah. as well. <laughs> Uh, anyways, yeah, how has your weeks been? How have you guys been since we last saw each other? I'm good, man. I got a job. Dave's got a job. Round of applause. Yeah, we saw in the timeline. You see how reluctant he was for the round of applause <laughs> for the job. Imagine. Like, Liverpool can win all the games in the Let world. Let the black girl win. Yes, okay. yeah, black Come woman on, getting a Brad. job isn't worthy of rounds of applause. Yeah, and I've, rounds. Yeah. I've been good, man. Family good. <laughs> okay. Life's good. How's mom? Mom's is great. That's great, she man. She hates you for mm. now because you didn't come in, but it's okay. I was running about five minutes late, so mm. sorry. Sorry, mom. Sorry, Ipsis mom. Mm. How are you guys? What's been popping? I don't, I don't know who's going to answer this question. Sunny, you can go first, man. No, I'm chilling. I'm just chilling. You look like your shirt today. You're like bright. Your aura is so bright. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <man>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah thank you thank you yeah mm. season very summary yeah i'm ready i'm ready for the summer time ready for the hot mm. boy summer in my opinion covid is done guys COVID is over no covid guys. is over i have to agree man i'm ready to do my world tour of johannesburg <laughs> right. Have you been seeing all those posts with these people saying, "No, I've been at this place and this place and this place and this place." I'm sorry, guys. Yeah. I just contracted yeah. COVID. So you yeah. wanna go? Yeah, that's fine. I'm you wanna be within that? I'm not going to Groove. <laughs> they must forget. Like I, as much as I miss Groove, I'm not going. That is one thing I'm not going. This lockdown actually taught me that I don't love Groove that much. <laughs> I really don't. I think I've not grown out of it, but I'm not itching to get back. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I'm not itching to get back to Groove. All right. How how's the missus? How the missus? She's good. Did did she listen to the last show? I I think we mentioned her, and then we we hoped she would listen. What did we say? Something about Kosa women. Oh mm. yeah, I don't think she heard that. Uh, I don't think she heard the last part. I'm hoping she didn't. I'm hoping a lot of people that. Yeah. No, I'm not gonna get into that. But I'm hoping she didn't hear that. To be honest. Because it's quite derogatory. Wow. <laughs> derogatory. I've got many Kosa women in my family, so it wouldn't fly, really, <laughs> if they heard it as well. But anyways, um, what do you guys want to get into on this fine Sunday afternoon? I've got nothing on my docket. I have one. You guys, you? you guys, you guys, <laughs> look at my link. I've been waiting. I've been oh, waiting. Oh, yes, I saw the link. The headline of the link was a, bit, exactly. was a lot to <laughs> I just saw someone gives 
first rectal anal birth thing. I was like, I'm I was like, this is definitely nonsense. Ips asked me about that when I when she got here as well. I was like, Ips, that's definitely bollocks. I didn't even have to read the article. So someone Dude. gave birth out of the anal canal. Yes, <laughs> it is true. I want to ask you guys, that's like, wild. what would you guys do if that were to happen? Like, would you allow it to happen? What do you mean, allow whatever. it to happen? Yeah, would you allow it to happen? Obviously, it's going to be a choice, dude. Wait, Men first, No, but the not... photo is ridiculous, dude. Wait, take me through this, actually. I want to <laughs> understand, because I just saw the headline, right? Yeah. Okay, so I see, same-sex couple yes. celebrates world's first anal birth after successful rectal ovary transplant. That's a bit wild, right? That's mm-hmm. ridiculous. So, in the article, the sister to this guy, like donated her ovaries and they made whatever a young sack in his anus right so that he can (laughs) give birth (laughs) yeah so that he can give birth to his child so my question is if you could maybe give birth on behalf of your partner right you don't have to be gay just for you to feel what's happening when you give birth would you do it i don't think i could no but why not, not guys that baby's gonna tear me a new one like uh, <laughs> <laughs> literally yeah is that the only thing just because he's he or she's gonna tear you a new one wait so is this because my wife can't have children yeah like or? push comes to shove your wife can't have a baby and you can take it on as her husband and you're like you know what babe shop i'll go through the labor pains no, thank you. I'll do the things for you. Sure. Why not? Listen, I'm a very selfless person in most cases, but this is just too much to ask. This is just too much to ask. Yeah, it's a lot. Um, I, I don't know. <laughs> Let me say this. It's because I'm not, I've never seen this before. Like a man being pregnant and giving birth. <laughs> like, so I don't even know. My mind isn't elastic enough to even... Neither is my anus. Like, <laughs> oh, wow. To, like, see this happening. But this is the thing, dude. I've had turds that have given me a really hard time. Okay. Okay? I could never imagine... Nothing could possibly prepare me for an entire child coming out of my rectal cavity. Okay. You understand? Women at least have BBCs. Wow. WBCs. BWCs. <laughs> going in and out. But nah. I've, I've had nothing up there. Okay, except for a suppository. What, what happened here? <laughs> so this is it's just a guy. It's not a trans man. Or... No, he's gay. So, so him and just, his partner so just, wanted uh, a child. It's just a man that's homosexual. He's just gay. Yeah. And then they did surgery so he could give birth. Correct. So, because so I was thinking, okay, maybe it's a woman that like had an operation to become a man, and then they still went through with this. Or no, dude. They just switched things around. They wanted to give birth to their baby. That's crazy. That is wow. Do you, okay? Do you think if you were gay and you obviously you know you you used to getting things up there, like would you then? <laughs> <laughs> would you then consider it like okay th- no this idea. already happened so we might as well just give birth babe for Jeez. you i will do it it's no you gotta understand as men we don't nothing in our lives have like mentally prepared us for giving birth <laughs> exactly. it's always been a female thing that's the way nature works 
now you're altering nature, all right? And then in my 30s or when I'm at a certain age, I must just switch into this new mentality of, yeah, I, I could have a baby out of my butthole. Firstly, it's a lot to process <laughs> mentally, let alone process rectally. You understand? I couldn't do it. Well, what I will do, though, is I'll give a round of applause to the, the doctors. Yeah. That yeah. made this surgery possible. Yeah. It's like showing new science and yeah, technology. Yeah, like science is advancing so fast that now men can give birth. So yeah. shout yeah. out to those doctors, surgeons. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but otherwise, right now, I don't see myself doing this. I'm more than happy to allow... <laughs> I'm more than happy to allow Addie to carry all my wonderful seeds mm-hmm. into the world, but so, yeah. I don't think it's fair though. How would uh, how would you feel? Like right, if I couldn't if your man is pregnant. But she wouldn't respect that nigga. Okay, yeah. I think basically <laughs> like looking at it it would be a problem. But it would be such a nice gesture though. Like it's like, oh I can't have a baby and my babes is like, you know what? I will do this for you. Poor baby's gonna be bad boy or girl though. What? But a bad baby. It's okay. a bad baby. That's weird. That's crazy. Like how if if that were to happen, right? If you considered it, mm-hmm. and now your child is old, it's like, oh, daddy's. <laughs> how was I conceived? <laughs> how was I conceived? Would you like tell your child that, son? You you came from my butt, like. Yeah. <laughs> this is the thing. He's gonna come to a certain age where he's doing sexual education at school, mm-hmm. and he knows that babies can only come from one place, because I I don't even think by the time he's in school that that'll be mainstream technology where babies are coming out of buttholes. That's not mainstream practice. That's gonna be crazy. Yeah. The actual baby that was birthed now directly yeah they're gonna read about themselves in a text in a textbook mm. at school they're gonna be like that's me <laughs> like, i'm the first baby yeah. ever to come out of a bottle yeah. so you can try to lie to the kid Until but he's end. he's gonna find out mm. yeah. he's definitely gonna find out he's the first bud baby yeah i mean people already roast kids that are like made in a lab in a test tube exactly like they call you a test tube baby imagine like being an anal baby that's, oh my goodness gonna be tough bullying for that kid wait so what does this mean i'm trying to get a clearer understanding <laughs> maybe it's because i didn't read this article but when this person did they carry like a baby the full nine months of the term or what yeah I, that's what i was also wondering like and did did the partner inseminate the other man rectally what would have? Did they put a fertilized egg inside inside the guy? So that's what they said, right? James Brent, thirty-seven, received donated ovaries from his sister, okay. which were later successfully transplanted into his rectum, and which enabled the anal birth to occur. So they don't really talk about like how he carried. The process. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Okay. Okay. Mm. Let's just assume he carried for nine months, right? I'm going I'm going to assume oh, that bruh. I'm going to assume that one like <laughs> ovaries were implanted, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. And then two his partner's sperm was fertilized. He was used to fertilize an egg which was then also transplanted into him. Probably. 
Yeah, sounds very, I'm not following. It sounds very confusing. Say that again. So he got the ovaries from his sister. Yeah. And then they took his partner's sperm. Yeah. And they fertilized an egg and they mm-hmm. also inserted that egg into him. Okay. Yeah. Okay. To make the birth happen. That's what I'm assuming might have happened. I didn't do biology at school, by the way, guys. So <laughs> I did biology and that still sounds like, I don't know, bro. Yeah. <laughs> still sounds questionable. So I don't know, right? It's a whole lot of science going on. Yeah, but Shout I guess them, I guess this means yeah. now uh, a lot more conversations and dialogue can happen for pro-choice when it comes to birth, yeah. not just abortion. Now can be can man can the man take on the birth responsibilities? I I've never understood those terms pro-choice and pro-life because being pro-choice means that you could be pro-life. Mm-hmm. Mm. Like why are those things antonyms of each other? just a thought it's just a thought because pro-life is what we all are i mean a pro-choice is what we all are mm. mm-hmm. but does that mean you're anti-abortion is anybody anti-abortion in this room no pro-choice <laughs> actually is like yeah i've been to the stopes what? <laughs> <No>. yeah <laughs> that's great so anyway yeah. Yeah, let's get away from this topic man <laughs> that's so strange yeah mm. what, what's next what's on your docket um, I wanted to ask you guys if there's anything like if you think that there's anything like somebody being out of your league or you being out of somebody's league, do you believe that leagues exist? Yeah. You think so? I'm I'm fucking champions league material, man. I'm like not not just the group stages. We're not talking Basel get knocked out now. <laughs> talking royalty. I'm like Real Madrid, man. So it only makes sense that my woman has to be Barcelona, mm. Liverpool. Mm. You feel me? Yeah. Yeah. So don't come for me if you a PSL man. Don't don't waste your time. Our leagues like <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. I don't believe in leagues actually. I'm just playing around. I don't think there's such a thing as leagues. Because what is this all based on? Is it based on physical appearances? It could be based on, on anything. Like, say, for instance, you're a woman that's 8 out of 10. You've got a job. You have your own place. You are at the top of the food chain in terms of, you know, your status, right? And then there's a, a regular man, just a, just a 6 out of 10 type nigga, mm-hmm. you know, uh, doesn't have a job, doesn't have a career path at the time. Are those different leagues? Like, on paper, yes, those are different leagues. But I want to know, like, could, could an, an 8 out of 10 woman date a guy like that? Like, a person could that's not somebody that's yet? not even there yet? or even showing signs of being there? Uh, we alluded to this last week, remember, yeah? where we spoke about women dating across and up. Oh yeah, and true. men dating across and, and down. down. Yeah, that is so. Strange. Like men date someone that's either on their level or mm. below them down, like financially, mm. their social status, their class level. Do you think you get? And think- women only date across and up, so women will only start at their level. So if she's like middle class and she's good looking and mm. she's college educated, mm. right? She's going to keep it at that level, dating-wise, and then go up and go 
to higher women. places. Yes. It's not all women. You find women. That's what I was trying down. to get to. I want to get to like you, for example, and you as individuals. We know what the data says. I want to know what you guys think as individuals. We know that women date across and up. We know that men date across and down. But for you guys, okay, it's this is a I bit weird because you've got Eddie in the room with you. You don't want to say if you dated <laughs> downwards. <laughs> <laughs> but in general, like, what is your what is your attitude? Could could you date somebody below you, Vose? Yeah. Like, let's say Eddie was in the picture, the way we always have to assume mm. in these types of conversations. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm always hypothetically single in these <laughs> conversations. <laughs> Um, yeah, I wouldn't... Okay, this is my thing, right? Yeah. Financially, yeah, it's not a problem. Yeah. Uh, education-wise, that's a tough one. Mm. You... I don't... Let me say this. I don't need you to, like, have a post-grad degree and all that, but I would prefer that I date someone that's been to some sort of higher learning after high school. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. have to even be university. It can literally be like a technicon or whatever. Yeah. As long as you did something after high school to further your education. That's like, a big thing for me as well. But yeah. what if what if you find a girl that didn't study and then once you guys meet and you're like pushing and she then goes to school? Well, that's the yeah. case with my chick. Like, she had started her degree, and then she kind of lost interest in what she was studying. Okay. And now she's like, she's been working and working and working. When she has enough money, she's going to go back to school. Mm. So, okay. like, that's her know. plan. Yeah. If you have aspirations to still get, yeah. to do that, yeah. then that's fine. But if there's, like, no aspirations at all, and it's not been done or anything, yeah, mm. then... Maybe uh, you have to, I need to see those smarts come across in another way. Maybe through some exquisite talent or street smarts or something. Mm. Mm. Do you know what I mean? But how applicable are street smarts? Like To real life, very applicable. Yeah, very applicable, actually. Your top, I'd say this, your top people in the world of business... Mm especially nowadays, need to be very street smart. Mm. You won't get away with just being college educated. Yeah. You will get eaten up out there. And street smart doesn't mean being a hood nigga. That's not yeah, street smart. Yeah, you don't have to be ghost from yeah. power. <laughs> you don't need to know how to sell cocaine. Yeah, you kind of yeah. need to know how to conduct yourself away from business. You can't just be that guy that... Firstly, you got to know how to look over your shoulder yeah. to make sure nobody's going to stab you in the back, like literally and, and figuratively, because you're rich now. Mm. You have to keep your wits about you. You have to read the room in terms of like what's going to make you money and what's not going to make you money. Is it going to be only these New York stock market things or is it going to be things like urban music? Like street smarts goes a lot further than just being hood but like, yeah, being yeah. apply, being able to apply yourself outside of the world of business. And then I think apart from all of that, physically, I, I'm still very much drawn to my physical attraction to a woman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I don't think I can, <laughs> I don't think I can like settle when it comes to physical mm-hmm. appearances. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I just can't. If I'm not, if I don't find you attractive. 
it's not gonna work. It's a wrap. <laughs> like personality won't pull through that much. Personality won't do the heavy lifting, bro. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> it won't. It just won't. It's... I think for women, it's the inverse. Yeah, women yeah. are prepared to shift looks to the side. Mm. I think women, somewhat, yeah, some women, some. to some extent. I think yeah. a lot yeah. of women are prepared to accept looks as a bonus. Mm. I agree. It's a cherry on top. Yeah, it's a cherry on top for us. It's the base. It's the cake. It's, it's, the, it's the, the entire cake. cake. Yeah. <laughs> it's the flour, like. <laughs> This cake's not getting made without it, you know. <laughs> exactly. So exactly. But for women, like you say, it's a cherry on top for a lot of them. Mm. But there are some that are still strictly like, if he doesn't look like Morris Chestnut, I don't want it. Yeah, that's how some true. women are. Yeah, but most of those women are also single because expectation. Mm. How are they firstly when they <laughs> Because yeah. no, that's the thing. Yeah. Like, this, where is your realistic, like, barometer? Where do you think you could date? Are you do you think you're a lady that could date a Morris Chestnut looking mm-hmm. nigga, or like I want to know where you guys' minds are when it comes to dating. Like, how do you see yourselves? What kind of woman do you think you could date realistically, looks wise? Can you date like a Rihanna looking bitch? <laughs> you never know. You never. <laughs> you never know. I think this is the thing, right? Like, I think socially. Mm. And generally speaking, a lot of people see leagues as just physical. Mm. That's where it starts. It's now getting more into this thing where on social media, I'm seeing it, where people are making leagues a thing of finances Mm. as well. Mm. Mm. About who you know, your status, how much money you have. Now people are making a case of if I'm making like, for example, 50K a month, Mm. I can't be dating someone that makes less than like 30K a month. Like, they're not in my league. That's what how people are now taking it. Mm. They want people who are at their level in every aspect. Yeah, but some of those people that are on your level or higher mm. m- probably might not want you at all. Yeah, mm. that's then what? Or what if you just get yourself a person that is earning the 30K and then as the years go, it gets more. Mm. But you'll never know. Uh, you'll never know. That's the thing. Yeah. I think we're so uh, hell bent on having a f- finished product in a partner instead of seeing a work in progress. Like we all want, well, I not me, but a lot of people want the finished mm. product. She needs to be college educated. She needs to be earning this amount of money. She needs to have a car. She needs to have a place of her own. We want that finished product. Like so, when we get there, it's easy. It's smooth sailing. That's if you are somebody that's like that already. If you've ticked all those boxes. You see, like, this is one thing I've noticed, right? When it comes to, like, social circles. Yeah. As a guy, the only thing your social circle comments on when you first bring a woman around, right? As, hey, this is my girlfriend. Is, oh, she's good looking. That's that's literally what it is. No Mm. one cares what she does for a living. They ask that later. Mm. But then I think with women the conversations are a bit different. Yeah. I assume, before before yeah. you guys meet them, we we discuss like no. What do you guys like discuss? This, this type of person he is. This is what he work. Like this is his work. This is his age. This is what he aspires to be. Like the person we talk more about what the person is like, and then it's like oh yeah, and he's also. 
What? So nice. Oh. Juicy. Okay. I'm gonna wake up next to that. <laughs> <laughs> yo, yo, bring girls and it's like, it's like struggle. Like struggle mentality. She pretty. Guys are gonna be like, oh, okay, fine. Gent is bringing me his girl, but how is she in the chasif and the body? Yeah, More I mean, than anything. Then after, that's when you're like, okay, but... Because yeah. girls are actually interested in getting to know their friend's partner. Guys are not. Like, when I see my friends bringing their girlfriends to places, I'm not that interested in them as people, dude. Like, I don't talk to them. Not in, like, a dick way. I'm just yeah. not interested yeah. in talking to them. But girls really want to talk to their, their, their friend's partner. Like, I noticed that when I was at, at, at her friend's thingy. They're asking me all sorts of questions. Like, they actually want to get to know me as somebody that's going to be in the circle from now on. You know what I mean? Like, I don't give a fuck. But you but. think it's also because women are also more treacherous. They'll backstab each other over men more than guys would over women. That is one aspect, but women are also more personable. Because, like, how many times have we heard the narrative of a, a lady tells her friends how, her ma- how amazing her boyfriend is? Mm. And at some stage, the one friend now starts to want it too. They're like, oh, okay. Do you think mm. that's why guys don't really talk about their hunts, though, to the gents? Like, once mm. they know the type of girl that they're with, then the gent, like, gets close and it's like, oh, okay, no, yo, your girlfriend's cool, bruh. Like, I like your girlfriend. Mm. Do you think that's why you don't do it? I don't or you think... don't care? No, okay, w- with regards to my friend's girlfriends, yeah, I don't care about them as people. Okay, that sounds terrible. <laughs> that that's not what I meant. That's not what, like, what I'm trying to say. It's like, I'm not interested in getting to know them past a certain point. Like, I know what you do for a living. I know what your aspirations are. Yeah. And I know that my boy is happy when he's with you. That's pretty much it. Like, I don't need to make it a habit yeah. of communicating with you because that could also cause some... I don't you're know. Boundaries. You're crossing unnecessary boundaries. It's like, yeah. hi, bye, have you been? It just needs to end there. Mm. But for me, like, I don't know. I, I, I don't know, man. Do you, Have you ever been, like, friends with your any of your boyfriends? I know you've had quite a few now. Um, wow. Any of your... It's not that Oh, my God. Have you ever been friends with, like, their friends? Like, past a certain point, it's always just been, you know, yeah, you guys don't talk. It's, it's cordial. Yeah, it's just cordial. Yeah. Exactly. That's the way it needs to be. Also, why are you be. now being buddy-buddy with mm. the guy's gents? No need for like, that. no. No need for that. I agree. Mm. So, have you, actually, before we close this off, have you dated down? Yes. On multiple occasions, or so it was just a one time thing and never again. Probably multiple, dude. She's had 20 boyfriends. What is wrong? <laughs> what I'm, is kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. So, like, oh. you dated a guy that. How was he down? Was it looks wise, where he's at, and like the social, like economic dated... class that he came from? Yeah, I've dated one that's look wise down, economically down. Hmm. Personality, no, like that one is always like it's on point, but then yeah, looks and economically, yeah. But it's better if you guys are at least on the same level, 
and you growing up rather than grow yeah. together. Mm. And okay, what was it that like was the factor that made you go, I'll give this guy a chance? Personality. Like, so his personality just really shone through like this guy's got like 10 out of 10 personality. <laughs> <laughs> yes. He, he was a scoreboard and his personality was yes, he, doing the heavy lifting. Like he, yeah. You weren't attracted to him physically. He was Not broke. At first, no. And his Not personality just did heavy lifting. Right. His yeah. personality was so good that she was like, this nigga's pretty. <laughs> he pretty enough. He pretty enough. Damn. Damn. Yeah. That's crazy. Y'all have probably also done that. They, they, they should have been a girl that you like. Okay, personality slaps, but yo, I can't. Yeah, yeah, for sure. With her, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. And then what happened, bro? I told you, I dated a girl with a gold tooth before. <laughs> man. Like shit. Why? Because her personality <laughs> slapped, man. <laughs> Now no, no. no. Even if she's economically no. no, like on the rise, nothing. No. Why? Mm-mm. No. Was it metallic? Was it metallic? Mm. The taste? Mm. No, no, no. <laughs> okay, I'd like to like put that myth to bed <laughs> on behalf of all girls with gold tooths teeth. <laughs> that is not true. It's not like kissing a coin, guys. Relax. <laughs> like, you knock, did you knock your teeth against your teeth to make a noise? These things happen. You're asking really, really, really difficult Imagine questions. Imagine just kiss and you say, "Cling." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Would you? Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <bro>. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell, bro? No, oh, that's crazy. Would you date a smoker? I've dated a smoker. Oh my goodness! How does it taste like ash when you kiss him? Mm-mm. Exactly. No. The myths, guys. Shame. Poor, poor. Yeah, but smokers, if if they have like a nice cologne, it's like it's got that thing. That's it's nice. not. It's I'm not sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. So not Eddie one. nodding, I'm like, mm. is Eddie <laughs> nodding in agreement? <laughs> <laughs> What's going on here? <laughs> what kind of party is this? Okay. Mm, all right. All right. I wouldn't date a smoker. Nor would I. No cigarettes. No, you can smoke other things. Smoke not crack vape. cocaine, of course. But yeah, of co- yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like weed, guys. That you can smoke hubbly. You can. I feel like I can't date a stoner. I, yeah. I personally, I yeah. can't. Okay, there's dating a stoner and then there's dating a girl that smokes. Weed. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I can, if you smoke weed occasionally, yeah. time to time, yeah. that's cool. Yeah. But if you literally are like four twenty, bro. Yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, bro. <laughs> no, it's not gonna work out. Eh? No, definitely, I you agree. Can't. But yeah, I can't date anybody who does anything detrimental in a greater degree than I do it. <laughs> a greater degree. <laughs> yeah, like if if you enjoy your drink. That's cool, but if mm. you're just like dependent on alcoholic, like yes. a dependent on, on alcohol, we cannot be a thing. If you like smoking hubbly, that's cool, but you cannot be dependent on it. Like we, you can't do things in a greater degree than I do them. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I see. Like how how detrimental to your own health do you want to be? Yeah, I think like when it comes to partners, we all want someone who's in our lifestyle range. Yeah, and we don't want to change too much. That's true. That's true. 
unless like you you're Oprah, you wanna come bring me up to the billionaire lifestyle? That's fine. Who is the nigga that Oprah did? <laughs> Where does he come from? We we don't know. We don't know. He's is he even? He's still with that guy. Like they've been dating for years. Years. Like isn't it decades now or something? Oops, I'm drinking your water. And the guy doesn't have a child with Oprah. Oprah has no kids, right? Mm-mm. She's like Tracy Ellis Ross, mm. successful woman that don't want kids. They don't want kids, or they just were yeah, unable like to have Tracy them. Ellis Ross just de- didn't she want kids. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. But now I guess the biological clocks at that point where it won't happen, mm. most likely, I'm assuming, or in a natural way for that matter. Yeah. But yeah, I guess some people just don't want children, which is okay. Anyway, it's music time. Yeah. This is the part of the show where we play songs that we like. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I play African music. Caesar plays what he likes. Allison plays what she loves as well. Do you guys have any picks this week? I actually don't. Um, think I'll sacrifice my turn this week. I actually didn't have any pick as well. I was banking on the two of you having <laughs> picks. <laughs> I have one. Uh, it's called Lockdown by Anderson Park. Lockdown. Yeah. Mm. Let me find this. Uh, I was also there's a El- Anderson Park. Almost said Allison Park. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there was a song of his that I heard this past week featuring Rick Ross, which is pretty nice. But yeah, uh, cut him in. But anyway, here's lockdown. You should have been downtown. The people arrived. Water, baby. We thought it was a lockdown. They opened the fire. Them bullets were flying. Who said it was a lockdown? Goddamn lie. Oh my, time heals all, but you out of time now. Judge gotta watch us from the clock tower. Little tear gas cleared the whole place out. I'll be back with the hazmat for the next round. We was trying to protest and the fires broke out. Look out for the secret agents, they be planted in the crowd. Set a civil unrest, but you sleep so sound like you don't hear the screams when we catching beat down. Staying quiet when they're killing niggas, but you speak loud when we ride. Got opinions coming from a place of prison, sicker than the COVID. How they did them on the ground, speaking of the COVID. Is it still going around? Oh, won't you tell me about the looting? What's that really all about? Because they throw away black lives like paper towels plus unemployment rate. What? 40 million now, killed a man in broad day, might never see a child. We just want to break chains like slaves in the south. Started in the north end, but we in the downtown. Riot cops try to block, now we got a showdown. Down. You should have been downtown. The people are rising. We thought it was a lockdown. They opened the fire. The bullets were flying. Who said it was a lockdown? Goddamn last. Downtown, where I got a pop with a rubber foot trade. Down, got it in my name now. I'm a shoot. Never understand why they do it. Someone cut the channel off the news for I lose it. I ain't even tripping if you with it, then we looting. Help me put this Louie in the back of Suzuki. Oh, he had to break it down so smoothly. They gon' say it's not about race, but we moving. Oh, how to trade pound at the in my name, wish a nigga play now. Any given day, I'll be headed to the pulpit. Say no prayer, but I'm gonna do it. Say 92, so we in the new rules. Niggas got hit, so we don't lose the projects. About to hit with 
love with my little cousin Marcus. Going through a whole brick in the Neiman Marcus. Help me put the whole mannequin in the charger. You should have been downtown. The people are rising. We thought it was a lockdown. They opened the fire. Them bullets are flying. Who said it was a lockdown? Goddamn lie. That was Lockdown by Anderson Park. Nice pick, Ips. Nice pick. I love how we fake out like we were listening to the songs. (laughs) 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 All right. Second half of the show. Talk to me. Um, Brett made, Brett made me. Yes. That was <laughs> the hardest three yeah. words he's ever Shut spoken <laughs> in his life. It's, it's tough, man. Brett made me. Boalina. Okay. Don't do it. Kulums, Mina. Teta, na. Kaamba, na. What other languages do you have in South Africa, man? I don't know. I, I wish I could speak Khoisan or something. Yeah, Khazars don't even care about Khoisan. That's tragic. I know. Speaking about Khoisans and stuff, this clicks issue... <laughs> <laughs> this clicks issue hasn't diffused the way we thought it would nope. originally when we, when we reported on well, it. But now it's diffusing. I mean, towards the end of the week, it died down. We thought it was gonna take two or three days. We thought once yeah. the weekend had passed, we heard the end of it. But with Tresemme pulling their stuff from shelves for ten days, for ten days, that's not enough. Well, I don't know what what are they expecting to happen in that ten days. What can happen in ten days? Look, Nothing. no, I'm saying, why are they only doing it for ten days? Are they hoping that there's a a, a restructure in the in the power order of those retailers, what are they actually aiming to achieve by pulling their stuff off the shelves for 10 days? So was it Tresemme that pulled their own stock? Or did this... Because I thought Clicks took off Tresemme's stock. I don't that's know. Wasn't the, that the agreement? Know. Yeah, that's where I read. I read that Clicks was sort of putting the blame on Tresemme and pulling Tresemme's stuff. I didn't notice Tresemme pulling their own <sighs> stuff off the shelves. But why would they pull their stuff off the shelves? They wouldn't do that. Maybe they thought it was racist, but hmm, I don't know. Yeah, this is the thing, dude. It's always like reactive action. Okay, let's say Clicks did say you guys were to blame for that advert. Clicks still has the final say on what goes onto their own exactly. website. Exactly. Like, I don't understand what this reactive, what they're trying to do by, by, by telling Tresemme to take their stuff off the shelves. What are they actually getting at? Because I see ShopRite is also telling them to get their shit off their shelf. Oh, Tresemme. But for how yeah, long? I don't know. So I'm assuming that I don't know. people see Tresemme as the problematic brand here. Because and they don't want to let go of clicks, of course. And uh, I don't it's know. all those points, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'll say this. It's going to blow over. Obviously. It mm. It's taking a little bit longer than expected. Mm. But it's gonna blow over. It always does. 
but but can you see the financial detriment that I was talking about last week now? Yeah, I think like think about how many stores Clicks has and how many people buy Tresemme products. That's got a huge impact on their. I'll say line. this: them closing shop on that Monday mm-hmm. or whatever day it was mm-hmm. was pretty bad for Clicks financially. Yeah, of course, to lose one whole entire day's worth of money. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it was very bad. Yeah, for the shop. Oh, good. I guess I don't know. Cause there's no way you can see that as good. No, I'm saying. Oh, for good Clicks. for us. Yeah, yeah. good for us as the blacks. <laughs> <laughs> the blacks. As bad for Clicks, right? Yeah. Um. But yeah, I don't know. They're gonna recover. Yeah, they'll, they'll recover. They're just gonna hit us with a jumbo sale. We're all gonna go there. We're gonna buy clearance sale. Mm. Like guys, this is stuff that we were supposed to sell, but because you guys wanted to close us down, it's about to expire in the next five days. You better buy it. Yeah. For like fifty percent off. No yeah. cap. If clicks does do a sale, I'm within. Man, I'm within. <laughs> dude, toiletries are so expensive. Exactly. I gotta tell you, I'm within as well, dude. Like, I'm not gonna sit here and demonize these guys. But, yeah, if, if so you're gonna give me 50% off, I'm definitely going mm-hmm. in. But, what's the solution, though? You know, I was yeah. listening to a song from Amine, right? Mm-hmm. Um, chair's noisy. Yeah. And in the song, there's like a skit. And one of these songs in his new album. Yeah. And in the skit, it's like the guy was saying, I'm so frustrated that I can't make a change in this world. Like in this frustrating world or mm. something like that. Mm. And I was like, that's how I feel a lot of the time. Yeah. Where I'm like, we tried to, you know, rally up on social media and do all these things. Mm. But I'm like, the reality, the reality is we can't really make a change. We don't have the power to do that. Because mm. the powers that be just will look at us and be like, ah, well, I'm not signing off on anything. So it's even the same with clicks. Like, we can rage, we can do whatever. But ultimately, the power lies with the big wigs there who will decide what we're going to do. Yeah, uh, there's something that I've heard a lot from activists, even musicians, you know, public figures, is that there's no change. No change will be made if you don't get your own house in order. So we can, as individuals, rally up online to get things done, but we're so dysfunctional in our own lives. We're so judgmental of other people's things. And then we, when we do some introspection, we realize, shit, why am I being so judgmental to, towards other things and yet I'm so broken and, you know, dysfunctional? Yeah. So, MJ's been saying it, man in the mirror. <laughs> Start with the man in the mirror, bro, to make yeah. a, a change. Like, this is obviously a problem that, like, you know, you get online and you rally up with these people on, on, on Twitter. It's like, what are you going to do? You're going to retweet this thing so it reaches more people. What are they going to do? They're going to retweet until it reaches more people. It's just an echo chamber, really. Yeah. Like, what yeah. is the end goal if people aren't physically doing things? EFF, I see they're getting a lot of backlash because, as usual, their approach isn't the greatest. But they had the right idea, man. They did. They had the right idea of actually getting there, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, and being there and causing a bit of commotion. Yeah, I agree. That's what actual action is. Mm. Just don't be 
violent dickheads. That's the only thing. Well, that's my only judgment of them. But we should be doing that. The lay person should be doing that. It shouldn't be a political party with a political agenda, obviously. Because I see now um, they're making clicks give toiletries and sanitary pads and stuff to informal settlements. Yeah. But only informal settlements that they choose, that EFF chooses. So it's a political move, obviously, to get votes and whatever. They're trying to pander to these informal settlements to say that this is what we're doing for you guys. So why should it be like that instead of just the layperson showing up there and saying, no, we don't like what's going on here? Because Twitter is basically a virtual world. What are we actually doing on Twitter? We're saying how angry we are on Twitter, but we're not doing anything making about noise, it. Bro. We're making noise on Twitter. Nobody's going to hear that. Yeah. Nobody's going to hear that. Speaking of politics and informal settlements and fixing things in our own houses, mm-hmm. I actually saw a, a post about a rural settlement in the Eastern Cape. Mm. They put together as the community 50,000 rand to like install water pipes. Okay. To pump water from like the river and have a plumbing system, you know. Yeah. Okay. And the government there, the ANC, allegedly, went and actually <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> yeah, allegedly. <laughs> it's important to say this. <laughs> you talk yeah. politics. Um they went and cut those pipes. They destroyed the water pipes, they unplugged them, cut them up, and they said what you're doing is illegal. Like, you can't just pump this water from the river to your community. Like, it's illegal. But why? Exactly. And, like... Yeah, I shook my head because I was like, here's poor people who you don't help by yeah. giving them proper <sighs> plumbing and housing and everything. Yeah. But you pander to them for votes with t-shirts when the time comes. Mm. And then when they do something for themselves, you come and destroy it as that same government and then you tell them it's illegal. Like, you literally come and destroy them bettering their own lives legally. Like, they weren't doing anything wrong. Ah, dude. Ah, and, yeah, so, it's hierarchy. Bro. So, I don't know how we as black people are going to fix this, you know? Because that to me was just like, it was heartbreaking to see. So I was like, damn, that's probably like a bunch of you know, municipal guys and mm, ward mm, councillors, whoever, mm. who get to live in nice places or decent housing and everything. Yeah. Going to this community and just cutting off that water supply like that. Sure. Ah, dude. We just need better political parties. Like, all do you those think, people need to go. Do you think ANC are trying to better black people or they're just trying to better themselves? I think... Or better black communities, shall I say? I think ANC, what it was meant, in what it was meant to be, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. No rhymes intended. Um, <laughs> they, they did want to better the lives of black people. But I think they took a deal which canceled all of that. They took a deal that wouldn't allow them to. Yes. They took a deal whereby they allowed the powers that be to stay wealthy, to stay rich, mm-hmm. to stay making decisions that, you know, are based on the economy, on land, on mm-hmm. everything. Mm-hmm. And as a result, they are not allowed to better the lives of black people in certain places. But in other places, 
they have the opportunity too, but they misuse funds for That's corruption. What I was gonna things. get yeah. to, I was gonna say like, I'm all about a black man getting his money, <laughs> but if you're gonna get your money at the expense of, yo, know, like really dirt poor black people, mm-hmm. then it's like you have no concern for black people. You're literally just there for the sole pers- purpose of lining your pockets. I'm not saying that there aren't any straight arrows in our government. But it tends to like not even matter that you're a straight arrow when there are so many people taking so much money. It's like ridiculous. That five hundred billion that they were talking about for this corona yeah. scheme, like money just going missing, bro. How does money go missing? That's How? insane. UIF has also taken down. Bro, they stopped paying people. Yeah, there's been like, lots of UIF scamming. Yeah, it's selfishness, dude. So ah, dude, black people have a lot of. Black people in positions of power have a lot of work to do. Because it's all good and well that we, you know, blame white people, which are a huge <laughs> amount to blame for the way black people are living now. But when we have black people in, quote-unquote, power, that are not doing anything with their privilege, ah, man, that hurts more than yeah, anything. Like, that I really hurts. As well, like, I saw the other day, they were speaking about how, like, we need youth to lead right mm, mm. and then someone mentioned that they were like you know on all these different university campuses you have like these political parties right mm. and like young university guys becoming members and trying to push and do all that yeah mm. and people were saying as much as we want youth to lead us the youth also are just like the old guys that are doing corruption they are looking at themselves saying if i can get a spot in the anc or EFF or whatever party it is, mm. I will have a chance to make millions and do the same corruption. Yes. So, so like, the youth themselves, we're not looking at it as I have a chance to make a change. Mm. We're just like, I have a chance to get my spot at the table. The do same you, way these old guys have a spot at the table and I can nasty. also eat in future. Do you think psychological upbringing like, played a huge role? Yeah. In terms of that, especially to the black community. Well, you mean like we've been poor for so long that when we're in that position, we want to get as much as we can? Yeah, also the whole thing of, no, you are black man or woman or whatever. You are beneath, you are below. So you can only get up until a certain level. I think so, yeah, definitely. Um, I think there's a, deep in, a deeply entrenched psyche mm. amongst black people whereby we believe only one of us can have a seat at the table mm-hmm. like as much as i don't agree with everything that that vosi tembeguayo guy says mm-hmm. like when he did mention that like that was the one profound thing i think he's ever said <laughs> in his whole life right and there's one thing where he said like black people really have that thing of looking at it as only one of us can make it yeah. and we don't look back to bring the rest of us up we're like i got there mm. i'm fine now mm. And that's a problem we do have that's deeply entrenched in our communities and our psyche. Mm. Because if you look at it, how many like people do you know that are in positions to help, right? Mm. Like maybe they're working as supervisors, managers, wherever. Like 
they don't want to help a single one of their like cousins who are unemployed or anything like they don't want to use that nepotism mm. yeah. white people put the whole family in yeah you walk into an office and everyone there is something bota you're like oh that's my cousin sister brother and like yes, oh dude. you all got this job in this company and a whole like, bunch yeah. of butters, dude. and they're like yeah it's from our uncle they put us all in but as black people we don't want to do that we don't want to do all that nepotism all of that type of thing i think because we're scared dude. scared of what like like there's you won't find two black people in the same position they're gonna feel threatened that's another issue yeah black people don't like to feel threatened mm. that someone else can take their spot i've noticed that as well like that's also why that black manager or supervisor doesn't want to bring someone in because they feel like it's going to be someone that will be coming for their position. Mm. Yeah, but now. Yo, hi guys. So, we have a long way to go. Yo, yo, yo. To defeat that mentality of only one of us can have a seat at the table. We need to kind of get ourselves to start thinking of how can we build our own tables? And put our own chairs there. That's what I was alluding to last week when I said when we were talking about those influencers wanting to yeah. be at the seat at the table at Savannah and stuff instead of creating their own tables, like that's very important. So what are, what what should the black fight be? Should it be um, uh, defeating that mentality first, like in terms of our priorities, or defeating white supremacy? Defeating white supremacy. But how are we meant to do that if we don't even have the right mentality in our own communities? The the reason we should do that is because ultimately we have people who will make it right out Mm -hmm. from our own Mm -hmm. and then they'll pander to white people. Yeah. Like, for example... I'll make we'll make it amongst each other, mm-hmm. and once you make it, then you start getting invited to rooms where you're chilling with guys called Witherspoon and so and so, and right. they're all white, and you start right. pandering to them. Mm-hmm. And that's the issue. That's why now you won't look back at us mm-hmm. to come and help us because you're like, I'm with these rich white guys now. Like now I'm seeing a whole new world. Yeah, and that's a big issue. So I think we have to find ways of those of us that do make it. They need to fight the good fight for the rest of us. Mm. And they need to bring down where they get to. They need mm. to bring down that structure and open it up for the rest of us. Because that's why white people can do whatever they want. Because they've already got the, oh, the overlying like structure in their hands. Yeah. yeah. So it's easy for them to band up as little communities and things like that. Mm. Mm. But it's too difficult for us to do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I would do it in the opposite way, though. Like, I get you. And yeah. How you're saying it. Like, it makes perfect sense. But I would do it in the opposite way, though. I would, you know, try to dismantle the toxic mentality that black people have towards each other. Yes. Mm. Towards each other. Because mm. yeah. it's all good and well. Yeah, you hate white people. They've done this and this and this. But you guys still hate each other, bro. Like more why can at, yeah. at times that is true. Like mm. it, at times it does feel as though your fellow brother hates you more yeah. than he hates a white person, dude. Mm. And that could come from that jealousy of being more successful or being I don't know 
more privileged or whatever it may be. But it, it does sometimes feel that, you know, we're very divided. Mm-hmm. And the only way we could actually get up and collectively enjoy seats at the table would be to make each other appreciate <clears throat> each other. Like, you're you're a king, bro. Like, you're a black man. You, you're very smart. You're a black woman. You're very smart. We could actually, yeah. as Wussa says, have our own tables and our own seats at those tables. Mm. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, man. I think, you know, there's, there's one thing that bothers me. Like, more than anything, it's just the violence. If anything. Mm. Like, Towards one another. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we don't always have to agree on everything. That's human nature. Yeah. But I don't like it to see black people in gangs and like doing violent crime against each other. Mm. Like that's what I never get. Mm. Especially when you look towards like American society, mm. like with their sh- gang violence. Yes, I know the white media like portrays it at an exaggerated like yeah. numbers and rates. Yeah. But at the same time, it's still like, but you shouldn't be killing each other as young black people, young yeah. black men, more particularly. Mm. And back here in South Africa, as young black men, we shouldn't be killing young black women yeah. at the rate you are doing. So that's another thing that bothers me, like the violence yeah. we have with amongst each other more than that's anything. A, like, yeah, that's a big one. But it just goes back to the, the, the mentality that we have towards each other. Mm. And by the way, I'm not saying that we should be killing white people <laughs> in place of the black lives. <laughs> like, that would just be counterproductive. But the, the fact that we're killing each other at rates so much more than, you know, any other race, that's, yeah, it is quite saddening. It is quite saddening. I think the problem is that, like, when you see a black person killing another black person, it's not really deemed as remorseful. Mm. Like, what do you mean? Like, not many people see it as remorseful. Like, when you when you look at it in the media, it's like, oh, black man kills his girlfriend, right? Mm, but yeah. it doesn't have that thing of loving husband or loving father of three yeah. kills the mother of his children. It's worded oh, and it portrayed like in accident. a different... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It makes it seem so malicious and like, dark. And, yeah. Mm. yeah. No, I get you. That's That's definitely true. Yeah. So, do you know who I think can really help us push this change? Simpiwa. <laughs> <laughs> my boy, this is what we're going to do, my boy. <laughs> <laughs> Apart from Sim, Sim's, Sim's our, our fighter. <laughs> Apart from Sim, it's it's all the, the, the journalists out there. Yeah. Yeah. Right now, a lot of you know it. A lot of journalists are very arrogant pricks, I'll admit. Mm. But for those of you who aren't yet at that stage, you will get there. Oh, trust me. You will get there. <laughs> right? Journalists, you guys have a lot of power in today's society. Mm. Probably more power than kings and queens had back in the fucking 1700s, right? Because you guys write the narratives for society. Mm-hmm. You write how society should feel about things. Like, it's up to you guys. So... All the young black journalists out there band together, I don't know, create some fucking union or something mm. where you are going to change the narrative about how black people are portrayed in the media. Yes, it might be a risk to lose your job because you're going against your media houses mm. and things like that mm. and your editors, but 
do it. Mm-hmm. Like I said, unionize so you can protect yourself against those types of things, you know. Yeah. And work towards writing things that will portray us in a better light and create unity. Yeah. Yeah. It, they really have the power to change that for us. More, the more than I think politicians and everyone else, like your guys' words mean a lot more than you think they do. So please, I am imploring you, I'm urging you, I am extending my oliviest of olive branches to you <laughs> to please do this. No, it's true. I think black, it, it's already started. I mean, I don't know if you guys watch like The River or Gomorrah or anything like that, but those stories the the storytellers you know the writers the directors of those shows mm. really have their finger on the pulse in terms of what's going on in society right now like in Gomorrah i know they're they're talking about gender based violence they're talking about you know the classism issue there's one character by the name of Teddy who's not as you know well spoken as Ndogozo and stuff like that you know mm. so there was a whole lot of you know talk about classism and 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 violence against women and cheating they they really find a good way of integrating those types of stories so as much as the journalists and and them have uh, a, a big part to play i think those storytellers in our programs have a big part to play mm. as well because if these guys are getting 2 million 3 million views a night your your reach is far bro your reach is really far you could do a yeah. lot you could do a lot if you make it a point to make those prominent topics in your in your programs mm. so yeah black storytellers black writers you guys have a lot of responsibility i think yes definitely yeah all right um i'm out of things to say yeah i think we should end it there yes any last words how's malawi I almost thought you said my lovey. <laughs> like, my love bite. <laughs> my lovey Malawi, he's good. How's my love bite. We good. So apparently Ips's boyfriend has African names and he she doesn't want to tell us what no. they are. Why? Why should I? Because Andrew is not a name that I recognize. Uh, it's his name. No. It's no. his name, Cesar. No. This is an African this is a revolutionary house. I want to hear his real name. You speak English all the time. So? No. This is another I'm Be- so glad you brought I'm so glad you brought that up. <laughs> I'm so glad you brought that up. Okay, I speak English, right? Mhm. Does that take away from my Africanness? No, it doesn't take away from your Africanness, but it's still also on some dude. You can't be saying a person's name doesn't know make him African enough. No, I didn't say that. I said well, I don't recognize that name. Why do you not recognize it? Because it's a white name. Hey, it be Nam of a Slav. Hey, a Slav. <laughs> <laughs> why did you just want to tell wow. us? Though? No, because I'm not gonna tell you guys anything about my relationships anymore. You guys ah. are like bad omens. I'm you tired. I'm tired. Shame. Okay. Is. Plus, apparently, I'm dating. <laughs> A lot of people, anyway. So no. Let's just not at once. I'm just saying in general. But anyways, mm. we can wrap up, guys. All right. Any shout outs? Uh, no. Okay. Uh, shout out to all of our listeners. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Thank you so much for listening to our show. We really appreciate your support. Um, shout out to Addy. Shout out to 
Alison's here. I can't shout you out. You <laughs> just shout you out as our missing co-host. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to who? Shout out to I don't know. Whoever wants a shout out, there. This is yours. This <laughs> one I dedicate to you. Yeah. Oh yeah. Please do follow us on our socials. On Twitter, we are called at YGF Podcast. On Instagram, your girlfriend's fave pod. Do follow us. And yeah, thank you so much for your time. Have a lovely weekend and week ahead. Engage with us. Send us voice notes. Leave us commentary. Leave us love. Leave us hate. As long as you took your time to do it, we Mm. love it. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Bye.